Ladies and gentlemen, what is love if not a dagger persevering? For this is Fred the Alien Productions podcast. Wow. (laughs) Straight through the heart and you're too late (laughs) to give love a bad name. (laughs) I would say cue the music, but I think I missed my cue. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Morning conversation anyway. Hello. Hi. Hello. Ooh. <laughs> do, I, do I sound crisper? <laughs> you do. Yes. <laughs> yes, crisp. I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm a Fulia Kantaramaja. All aboard! I, I, I. I'm Michael Lister. <laughs> and you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Oh, yeah. Get aboard! <laughs> the crazy train. <laughs> The crazy, crazy train. Oh. I had, I've had that song in my head all week. <laughs> Great. Great. It's kind of appropriate. <laughs> oh, love it. I love it. Um, alrighty. Well, yeah, we're here. It's another mm. week. Fulia and I are again in the same room. So yes. that's nothing has changed. Yes. Thankfully. We are not in New South Wales. No. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Praise, just like, praise our health at the moment. And uh, I just, you know, yeah. we hope we hope our, our brothers and sisters in New South Wales can get through another lockdown because, uh, damn. Wait, it's it's not a lockdown. It's a, it, they, they, it's not a lockdown. It's they a have stay- a lockdown? No, it's not a lockdown. It's a stay at home oh. order. Oh, that's right. You've got to use the the correct wording. Yeah, yes. because stay, it's a only Labor does shutdowns. <laughs> <laughs> and that's as political that's, as we're gonna go. Yeah, and that's our pol- political jargon out of the way. Done. Um, <laughs> okay, no let's, more from let's me. Just, let's, <laughs> let's just let's just go into what we've been watching in the yeah. past seven days, Fulia. So um, I haven't really been watching as much as I normally would. I've been really busy with work this week. Um, But I did get a chance to finally start watching Lucifer. So I've watched the first few episodes. Of season five, part B? Yes. Okay. And how is it? Well, the second episode is the musical episode. Oh, was it good? (laughs) It's good. Oh, nice. (laughs) Um, Just, uh, just, yeah. Um, it's good. I don't want to spoil it for those no, of you who no. are probably watching it right now. Because um, <laughs> I, I, I like binging things, but that particular night, it was after work. I was tired. So I was like, I'm just going to watch a few. Yeah, that's okay. And then go to bed. That's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was interesting to say the least. It's still just as good. Um, and I'm really enjoying the fact that God is part of of this show right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Lucifer's daddy. Lucifer's daddy. <laughs> yes. Um, I, Michael's just like confused. 
No, Lucifer's actual father. Let's yes. just be clear on that. Yes. Yeah, yes. I don't. I don't remember that in RE. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, that's Old Testament stuff, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, oh, and uh, that, that's that's a that's the the show that I got a chance to watch. Okay. Um, a movie that I got a chance to watch mm-hmm. um, with my Discord family today at the time of recording. Nice. I finally finally got the chance to watch Venom. <laughs> Yes, I watched Venom. Yes, I enjoyed it. You liked it. I had, I had a laugh. Yeah, it was fun. It's pretty good. Yeah, just what, just you know, ninety minutes of Tom Hardy talking to himself is pretty fantastic. And nothing you know, wrong with jumping. That. Nothing wrong with that. Food. And, uh, food. Yeah, and jumping into fucking lobster tanks. <laughs> yeah, in the middle of peak hour at a restaurant. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yeah. I have a parasite. Parasite? How dare you? <laughs> Apologize. <laughs> Apologize. <laughs> Very funny. Oh my yeah, gosh. It's a good movie. I really, I really enjoyed Venom. Yeah. It was so much fun. I mean, there were some parts where I kind of had to look away. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It was a little intense. It, it, yeah. <laughs> In terms of like. Not so much the violence, just more so the things that happened after the fact. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like uh, broken limbs and bones sticking out and, you know. Yes. Uh, <laughs> especially at the beginning. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very, very intense in that very situation. Intense. Very intense. But um, I have to say the big boss battle at that happens end? at the end. The the CGI on that was yeah, awesome. You thinking about that shot where they're like mid air and it's slow motion, and you're like you, you can see, see them through, through the, the yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Oh my it's gosh! Cool. Yeah, that yeah. was awesome. Um, so I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the laughs. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed the action. It was it was really good. Um, I was also a little disturbed at. Um, the guy that was doing experiments on humans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No morals whatsoever. Yeah, he got what was coming to him. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I've been watching this week. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Michael, what have you been watching this week? Oh, a most excellent tangent because I just uh, watched this week Spider-Man 2. Uh, <laughs> because I'm still watch, uh, I'm planning to watch like all the Spider Mans for my lead up for um, No Way Home, and I'm still in the Raimi verse. And oh my god, this movie is so good. I know, I know, people yeah. say it's like the second one's like the best one in the pretty much almost the be- best um, Spider Man movie ever. And yeah, I can, I, I can do detest, I, I do detest for that. That. It's solid. It's from start to finish. Uh, you can understand all the characters' motives and and their struggles, especially with Peter and the way that he has to deal with life as Spider Man as well. And yeah, it's really good. And of course, Doc Ock, because we're going to see Doc Ock back. Alfred Molina, he's awesome. Yeah, yeah, boy, awesome character. And unfortunately, he does die at the end. Spoilers, but you know, it's a it's. It's an almost like fifteen year old film, so get on it. Yeah, and it's a it's a nerd f- film too, so we've all seen it. I I assume. Um, yeah, it's it's really great, and you haven't seen it. 
Nope. Well, yeah. <laughs> Look, well, that's, I mean, that... it's, it's hard for me to watch all of the Spider-Mans. <laughs> well, you started with Venom, so you're sort of <laughs> work, working in, into a weird tangent of where... You know what? Maybe we should do, like, Mike's doing a thing, like, his own rewatch, but maybe, like, I should introduce you to all these Spider-Man movies so you can watch No Way Home and fully appreciate it. Okay. Because there will be refer- there are going to be references from it, pretty much every previous Spider-Man movie. Right. In this film. Okay. So, the only Spider-Man films you've seen are the MCU ones, correct? I've seen the first two of the Tobey Maguire ones. Oh, you see- so you have seen this movie? I thought he was talking about... He's talking about the, number two. The amazing Spider-Man. No, 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 no. He's no. talking about Spider-Man 2, Tobey Maguire, Doc Ock. Oh, yes, yes. I Okay, yes, I have okay. seen that one. You've seen that one, good. So my memory is really bad. And that's the reason... I'm just going to say that now. <laughs> yeah, that's the reason why I'm re-watching these, because I haven't seen these movies in in eons. I mean... Yeah, probably... I haven't... Same. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't either. Yeah, yeah. a long time. Like, when, when they were back on DVD... Like probably on <laughs> yeah, I think I probably like on one of the last uh, movies on VHS that I watched. <laughs> going, going that. Back. Well, yeah, I think that was around the time they discontinued VHS was the early two thousands. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my first, um, my first DVD that I watched was Shrek. So there you go. It was one. <laughs> it was a Christmas. I can't remember which one, but it was it was Christmas. Um. Yeah, and speaking of VHSs, I, I cracked out the um, old v, uh, VHS um, recorder, the old player, and been watching some doc- old Doctor Who stuff that I've got on VHS. Nice. It's because you know I, I keep everything. I'm not going to get rid of them because they're because they're, they're classic. It's it's like see you're they- lucky in that sense. My parents, as soon as VHSs weren't a thing anymore, they got rid of all the VHSs. Oh, so I have none. It's kind it's of. Okay. I think I'm. I think I'm going to be like one of those guys that like collects records. I collect VHS copies of stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I recently threw out my old VHS um, VCR, I should say, um, because uh, yeah, I hadn't used it in years. And I was just carrying it around with me, not even going to it. So I'm just like, I was just getting rid of clutter. But I still have all the tapes. I've still got my VHS tapes. I just don't have a VCR now anymore. But there are places these days where you can go and they can convert it all for you to digital or DVD or whatever. Mm. So, but yeah, like, but yeah, I'm not throwing out, I'm not throwing out my uh, my tapes at all. So. Yeah, like home movies and that. I'm not going to get rid of. I'm to- talking about no, just, God like, no, just bits and pieces that aren't available anymore. Like uh, I still got a um, a Johnson. Uh, Johnson and Friends videotape that I've got. Uh, <laughs> childhood. Yeah. Nostalgic. Yeah. Better than Toy Story. And did it first. <laughs> yes. True. <laughs> Very true. And it's also my, one of my favourites because the, the main kid was called Michael. And I thought, yeah, it was me. I got, <laughs> I got toys and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and... It's kind of cool. Um, for some reason, my wife wanted to play um, Super Mario Three, so I cracked it, cracked that out. It's like, why? I just packed it away. We're, we're moving soon, <laughs> like really, really soon. Like, uh, like tomorrow. Well, when the time of recording on a Monday, they're 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 pouring the concrete for our driveway. Hey. It's that close. It's oh, so exciting. I'm going to be a homeowner. 
<laughs> Yay! Yay! And then and then I'll get a proper studio set up, sort of thing, which I'm absolutely waiting to do. I'm gonna paint it black. Yeah, paint it black. Do 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 do. Paint it black. Yeah. So Kendall, do you like black stuff? Oh yeah, of course. I I saw my um I saw the stuff on like Murdoch and 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 all that shit. But anyway, you Kendall, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> That's best throw to ever. I love it. <laughs> uh, That's well, what I do best. <laughs> yes, I also <laughs> I also watched you know Murdoch and Bad Match and blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> um, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, yeah, and so yeah, so that's that stuff's you know really good. I did, I did, I missed last week's Bad Batch and Murdoch, so I did double hittings of both of them. Um, Bad Batch is getting so good right now. I'm very happy about it. I need to get started um, on that. Yeah, you need to get started. Yeah, Mike, yeah. It's, oh my God, like, shit's <laughs> happening. Like, yeah, I have theories already. As soon as the season's coming. finished, we are doing a deep dive. Yes, yes. When, okay, I need yes, to catch up. <laughs> yes. When, yeah, when the series of, yeah, we are doing, we're going to do a whole popcorn culture around Bad Batch as soon as. As soon as it's done, absolutely. Uh, and yeah, Modoc is fantastic as well. Um, I, there was this one gag in the in the latest episode of Modoc that I was in hysterics over, um, watching Boulder the Brave be um, basically shredded on this blender. <laughs> that <laughs> oh my god, I I was dead. <laughs> like, I was dead. It was so good. Modoc used. <laughs> Using <laughs> using a portal to Asgard to put it to his trash in, just to piss off Thor. Like, oh. <laughs> so good. Put, putting all his cheese wrappers just like every now and again, just like. <laughs> and then he's like, "And I, but I'm getting a cheese stick," and he didn't want it. It's like, if only there was some way I didn't have to eat the cheese stick. Yuck. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you could just throw the whole thing out. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, <laughs> so I've enjoyed that. Um, another another cool thing in a similar vein that I enjoyed this week that um, I don't know if Mike deliberately didn't mention because he's mentioning it later, but Rick and Morty's back. Oh, yes. Season yes. five, Rick and Morty. Yes, that was my Monday. Yes, yes. yes so same. the start of the week yeah. is Rick and Morty and the end of the week is, is all the rest. <laughs> All the rest, absolutely. Weeks are, weeks are great now. Monday's Rick and Morty, when, Wednesday's Loki, Friday's Bad Batch and Modoc. Like, hello, it's no. Loki, what's right that? Hmm. Oh, <laughs> shh, save it for later. Um, so. What, the fight or the talking? <laughs> <laughs> All of the above. Rick and Morty's back. Um, fucking awesome. Ep- first episode. I really enjoyed it. Very Solid. funny. I love. Mm. Solid start, absolutely. I agree. Uh, like, I really loved the whole premise. Um, I like uh, I like these episodes when Morty is the focus more than Rick. Sometimes they turn mm. out really well, um, and this was no exception to that. And uh, just the absurdity of this door into different dimensions and one little thing just fucks everything for this entire society and and all Morty wants to do is finally go on a date with Jessica and it's just oh man yeah i won't spoil the rest but it's fucking fantastic and mr nimbus what a guy i hope he comes back <laughs> I, I i reckon he's going to be a fan favorite <laughs> 
I think so. The reaction to him was pretty positive. So, Mr. Nimbus. Yeah. Mr. Nimbus. (laughs) So funny. Fight. Um, Fuck. Flee. (laughs) That's how he rolls. Um, yeah, phenomenal stuff. Can't wait for episode two. And uh, and then just to completely switch tones, I have to mention that uh, The Handmaid's Tale season four finished uh, the, last week and um, I uh, only had a chance to finally watch the finale um, earlier this week. I think I watched it on Tuesday. And uh, yeah, Whew, what an ending. Um, I'm not going to spoil it for anyone that listens and watches it, but my God, it was so good. So cathartic and satisfying and ah, yes, like things are just, you know, in this awesome direction right now with the show. Then it's just, it's so rewarding. So I freaking love it. Um, next time I see Wayne, we will be having a discussion. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much me and my weekly watching. So I think that might be that time where we like to dive into the week that was in the nerdy news. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom. The hostess with most S. Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Alrighty, it's nerdy news time. Let's get into it. We've got some Star Wars news to start with. Uh, We have a screenwriter locked in for Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron. This is her upcoming uh, upcoming Star Wars feature film that uh, director of Wonder Woman 1 and 1984, Patty Jenkins, is working on. Um, super excited to see this film. Matthew Robinson is the name of the screenwriter. Um, now just I, It's not a name that I was familiar with, so I just did a little bit of digging. Um, he's most known for um, co-writing and co-directing The Invention of Lying with Ricky Gervais. Um, but more recently, he uh, he did the Netflix film Love and Monsters and the Dora the Explorer adaptation, Dora and the Lost City of Gold. And he's also involved with the upcoming remake of Little Shop of Horrors. So, uh, very interesting resume from him. I hope he can bring some panache to the Star Wars universe um, and make it nice and fresh, especially for a story we've never really seen before. So super exciting. Uh, Hopefully it's good. Uh, In some Disney news, we've got some casting for another reimagined classic, quote unquote, um, that Disney likes to call them, the live action versions. There's a Snow White version in live action coming uh, and we have found our Snow White already. She will be played by Rachel Zegler, or Ziegler. I'm not locked in on the pronunciation, so please at me somehow and tell me how to say her name. Um, she will be, uh, be be playing Snow White in the upcoming live action. Um, and for those who don't know who she is, she's basically the, about to play the lead in West Side Story alongside Ansel Elgort, uh, Steven Spielberg's highly anticipated uh, remake uh, or adaptation, if you will, of the very famous show. Um, so, yeah, she hasn't really done much else apart from that. And people online are already cracking the absolute sads because it's the internet. And um, she's a Latino. 
Uh, and of course, everyone's like, but Snow White is white. What is, what is this? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's basically, yeah. So it's basically Get the same it? argument because everyone who has the last name of Brown has got to be Brown. It's basically the same arguments that people were having when uh, Halle Bailey was cast uh, a couple of years ago now as Ariel, and she is a, a, an actress of African descent. So um, you know, I think I think people need to shut the fuck up because Disney is actually giving us the diversity goods. More on that later. Um, so yeah, I uh, I reckon she must be super talented if Disney are like, right, you can do West Side Story, you can be our Snow White. So um, okay, all right. Next up in the nerdy news, we've got some horror news to talk about. Uh, Wolf Creek Three is officially in the works. Um, this is very exciting. <laughs> Michael's very excited. If only you could see what he's doing. <laughs> very, very happy. <laughs> yeah, there he, there's his mick laugh. Um, yes, Wolf Creek 3 is coming. John Jarrett, of course, will be reprising his role as the infamous uh, Mick. What's his, la- what's his last name? Mick Taylor. Taylor, yes. Mick Taylor. Yes, um, it's going to be shooting later this year, um, and uh, apparently it's going to. Oh, it's directed by a woman, uh, Rachel Wiggins, uh, written by Duncan Samara Singh, um, and the story basically is going. It will follow an American family on a dream trip to the Australian outback. That draws the unwanted attention of the murderous Taylor, according to the film synopsis. A hellish nightmare will ensue as the couple's two children escape, only to be hunted by Australia's most infamous killer. All right. Interesting. Interesting. I'd Come to Australia. Pay. You might accidentally get might killed. Accidentally get killed. Um, <laughs> 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 I hope these two children are over the age of 15, because I'm not about that life. Um, <laughs> Um, but yes, we'll see, we'll see how that eventuates. I'm sure it will be just as good as the previous films. Uh, into TV news now. Um, we've got some casting for The Boys Season 3 this week. Some more people announced to be joining the cast. Um, the big name joining, um, well, a couple of big names. We've got Sean, uh, Sean Patrick Flannery is going to be in the cast. Um, uh, Laurie Holden from The Walking Dead has joined the show. Um, and who else? Uh, Nick Weschler and Miles Gaston Villanueva have all been cast. So it looks like these, these characters are basically going to be a part of this, uh, the same team that Jensen Ackles' Soldier Boy was a part of originally. I think the team is called Payback, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so yeah, super exciting. We don't know what any of their abilities are, will be, um, or how heavily they're going to feature in the show, but it's cool to see some fresh faces added to this awesome show, and I can't wait to watch it. Um, and then lastly, in the news, um, <laughs> this was this was interesting this week. That was a cool 24 <laughs> hours. Oh, my God. Tumblr nearly collapsed on itself because Supernatural... <laughs> rose from the ashes once again um 
And uh, yes, yeah, so basically <laughs> Jensen Ackles and his wife, Danielle, uh, announced that as part of their new production company uh, for the CW, they will be producing a, a prequel series called The Winchesters, which will follow the lives of Mary um, and John Winchester. Um, now, yeah, not too much else is known about the show, except that apparently Dean is going to be narrating it. So Jensen Ackles, will be, uh, his voice, will hear him on the show. Uh, and oh, yeah, oh, it'll basically oh, be oh, yes, yes, Michael. What, what, what about the other brother? Oh yes, funny you mention that. Mm. Funny, funny you mention that. Yes, so, so, in a, some might say ill-advised move, but an emo- heat, heat of the, no, it was the heat of the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, in the heat of the moment, literally. Uh, Tell me one in person and not online. Yeah, Jared Padalecki, uh, of course, who played uh, the Sam to Jensen's Dean for 15 years on the show, uh, unfortunately found out, like everyone else did, about this show. Um, he was not involved in any sense uh, in the inception or conception or anything. Um, and he tweeted his feelings. He said he was bummed. Um, he said, like, you know, uh, he said, dude, I'm happy for you. Wish I heard about this some way other than Twitter. I'm, I'm excited to watch, but bummed that Sam Winchester had no involvement whatsoever. Um, and everyone was surely like, no, 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 he's kidding, right? Like, the fans were like, no, 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 he's not being real. And then Jared was like, this is the, literally the first I've heard about it. I'm gutted. Um, and then <laughs> the fans went apeshit, um, because they're, they're like, oh my God, are the brothers divorcing? What's happening? Um, and he, people were sending really mean things, including death threats to Jensen over this whole thing. We do not condone or support those actions whatsoever. Um, that's just fucked up beyond all recognition. Um, so Jared pleaded with the fans not to be hateful. Um, he says, I care deeply about everyone involved and would be in true misery if any of them were harmed or threatened. Um, so basically, um, things were a bit, he even actually, in a now deleted tweet, he had a go at, um, Robbie Thompson, one of the writers on this show, uh, who also worked on Supernatural, um, and basically called him a traitor and a coward. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then he deleted the tweet but it was up there long enough for everyone to screenshot it um yes so but thankfully it's calmed down now the whirlwind has subsided um and jared tweeted that the show is an early process uh early in the process with miles to go we've traveled a lot of roads together and sometimes those damn roads have bumps bumps don't stop us once brothers always brothers so everything's fine Jensen even tweeted I'm pretty, he, that uh, he and Jared talked it out. Um, everything's fine. <laughs> we can all relax. The Winchesters are okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so, but that aside, the drama, there is a Winchester prequel series coming. Um, so in a weird way to structure the nerdy news, I'm just going to throw immediately to Fulia for her thoughts <laughs> and Michael to his thoughts on this a debacle because I haven't heard from Fulia at all, and we were 
we were chatting. Christine and I were chatting. Yeah, I know. I, I, I fully, I didn't jump in. I did not. <laughs> I just decided to ignore it all. Okay, <laughs> that is totally fine. Yes, you don't want to. <laughs> I don't like drama. I like drama. <laughs> so I'm like, that's and fine. I watch drama, but I won't. What I don't like the in real life kind. No, of drama. no, that's fair. So <laughs> tell me then, what are you excited for a prequel series? I, I look, I am excited for um this prequel about um. Mary and John, it's going to be really interesting. I'd like to see the original cast member, so Matt Cohen, come back as young uh, John. People online are asking for that. But Matt Cohen great. has mentioned on his socials that he has not, there's no confirmation on whether or not he will be a part of the project. Okay. Um, so we don't know what's happening in that regard. Mm-hmm. There's a possibility that they might just cast someone else. Okay. Um, especially depending on how young they're deciding to go in with this prequel, when they're going to start it off and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. We don't know the details on it. So until we find out when the story is actually going to begin, like, um, maybe even before Mary and John even got together. Yeah, potentially. It, it could be the, the the story of the meeting, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, that that would be really really cool. Um, you know, up until the point where you have you know John picking out his car type of situation. Yeah. Um, which they kind of did in that. Yeah, because they time they, they did a little tra- time traveling in um in an episode of Supernatural, which was interesting. Um. And Dean managed to coax his dad into dad into buying, buying the the Impala. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that be so yeah. It'll be really interesting to see where they take this prequel series. Um. And the fact that you know Jensen's gonna be narrating it like we can't have enough of that voice. I know, right? <laughs> Especially the Dean voice. The Dean voice is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I, I love the fact that, you know, him and his wife are just helming this from the, from the start and it's, it's going to be so good. So Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. It's very um, cool. Drama and, aside, it's very cool. Yeah, and yeah. the fact that he's he really enjoyed being the director in some of the episodes of Supernatural. So I, I feel like this is, this is a really good way for him to continue on. Um, because he knows the story well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, with the rest of the news, um, I will also just mention that um, I have never heard of Rachel Zegler. Um, when I looked her up, she hasn't really done no, much at all. No, because I she's think... She's only 20. Yeah, she's only 20, and I'm fairly certain she was the one that was, like, plucked from obscurity to do West Side Story. Um, like they were, when they were casting for that, they had like, you know, they looked at thousands of different, um, young women, uh, actresses and yeah, she's like a complete unknown apparently. Yeah. Um, she's come, she's going to be in the next Shazam film. Yeah. Um, and that's all that. That's literally it. Yes. West Side Story is her, is her debut. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll see. I'm actually intrigued to see West Side Story. So yeah, same. We'll get more of a more of a look onto her acting style and see how she is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it'll be yeah the fact that they're getting her to be Snow White. I don't mind it. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't bother me. No, no. It doesn't bother me what they look like as long as great. they play the part right. Exactly. That's 
fine. That is the main thing. Um, and yeah, um, I'm looking for Snow White was one of the ones that I definitely grew up with, like the the animated sh- movie. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they take the live action version of it. Um, whether they go dark, whether they go light, we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, there's been a, a you know. In recent years, a couple of different live-action retellings of the Snow White story. Yeah, like Snow White and the Huntsman. And Mirror Mirror. Yeah, yeah. Mirror Mirror. Yes, but this is more going to be close, closer, I'd say, to the Disney original. Uh, yeah. Which is their first ever feature with Snow White. Yes. That was number one. Film number one that Disney and Co. This is true. It was like 19... Late thir- 30s? Early, early or late 30s. Let, let's fact check that, shall we? 31? Snow... Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. It's kind of ironic because I I read Nine. Snow White to my little girl so she can go to sleep today. <laughs> Aw, that's nice. Yeah. Um, 1937 was the very first Disney feature film, Snow White. So, yeah. Yeah. That's it from me. That's it from fully okay. <laughs> <laughs> anticlimactic. Yes. Um, Michael, what are your takeaways and thoughts on the news this week? Oh yeah, um, probably my probably my favorite one is probably Wolf Creek coming back. Yeah. Woo! Um, it will be interesting if they're going to take if if this film's going to take place after the two TV show um, seasons, uh, which is. Interesting because because they take place after the second one, so it'll it'll be an interesting one if they sort of make reference to whatever. But it, it sounds like they they can just like it sounds like an anthology, so it's pretty much Mick is everywhere. So it doesn't really it doesn't really need to have like uh, connective tissue. So I just I, I I enjoy it for some weird reason, you know. It's a, it's a, it's a very interesting movie, and it's not for everyone. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's it, really. Um, I can't really think of much. I mean, the supernatural stuff. Well, um, good luck with them because do we need prequels for everything? I don't know. I sort of. I sort of couldn't really get into like Gotham really. Uh, I sort of saw the first like two seasons of Gotham. And I was like, yeah, okay, I can see what they're doing. It's like, uh, how much can you do before you see Batman and and Krypton's like the same. How, how much can you do without see, seeing Superman? Interesting takes, but I don't know. After Star Wars prequels, there's always a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> Who's going to be the Jar Jar Binks in the, in, the, in the supernatural world? I don't. I don't know. But considering this would be like a period piece as well, because you know it's probably before the kids became kids, or maybe even before that. So I don't know how old, how old are these? It's probably during the seventies, maybe. That would be cool, like a seventies sort yeah. of drama things, but with supernatural shit. It'll be it'll be like um. Uh, a decade before Stranger Things, sort of thing. Yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah, interesting. Maybe, I, maybe I'll watch the prequel, and if I like the prequel, I'll, I'll watch Supernatural. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> yeah, 
I do that Commit. With, with no context whatsoever. It'll probably work. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's a good nice. dad, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that was that was the one thing that some people I read were <laughs> displeased about of all the things that they decided to make a prequel series on is the John and Mary situation. Where like, you know, a lot of the fans have issues with <laughs> Yeah. John Winchester as a character. So I remember the um, first episode. Do- doesn't he like quote unquote kill his what his wife or something? No. No, no. No. But um, they make Dad it out. gone on a hunt. Dad goes on a hunting trip and he never comes home. Yeah, that's the premise of the. That's that's why that's why Sam gets roped into it. Yeah. It's all right, kids. I'm going to get a packet of cigarettes. I'll be back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that old chestnut. Yeah. No. I hope it's good. I hope it's good. Mm. I don't know. I trust. I trust Jensen's judgment. So I'm sure. Yeah. It, I'm sure it'll be good. Yeah. Yeah, and then we can all like get together on this podcast to talk about it on on uh, <laughs> on our popcorn culture. We'll talk about fucking the Winchesters in the seventies. <laughs> yes, Why I think not? I think we've got a ways before that even comes out. So <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, and it'll probably be out probably next year or year after i imagine we can call it stay tuned yeah we can call it that supernatural 70s show (laughs) (laughs) all right i think that'll that'll wrap up the news then i reckon (laughs) yeah done 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 and dusted done and dusted which means it's now time to roll on up to the trailer park rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers yeehaw all right, it's trailer park time. <laughs> <laughs> trailer park time. Here we go. Um, some very cool, big, big trailers dropped during the week. And, of course, it wouldn't be a podcast called Fred if we didn't start with the Marvel trailer first. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yes, uh, there's a new trailer for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings that came out this week. Um. Yeah, I'm. I I'm on board. I mean, I'm. Oh, duh, I'm on board. Like I, I've said many times, I signed my soul away in blood to Kevin Feige, so I'm in. Um. But I I really like this trailer. It was very different to the previous one. I think I liked the first trailer more in terms of its structure, but this one I liked the cool stuff that it showed us, especially the shots involving the action with the Ten Rings themselves. Yeah. That was mm. the part I lost my shit over the most. How cool it is to just, like... It's like Mjolnir, but rings. <laughs> um, you know? Like, he's... You know, they're, like... These motion shots of, you know, the rings going over his arm as he's going through them. And, like, it just looks so fucking cool. Um, I'm really here for that shit. Uh, I can't wait to learn about this world and these characters, their their histories, the culture of it all as well. Um, it just looks beautiful, looks stunning. I'm yeah, I'm so I'm so keen, I'm so on board. Um, I am interested to see if they do do a bit of a different and less cliched spin on the father son dichotomy because at the moment from the trailer, it seems very predictable and very. 
um, cliched. The, you know, the, the son who's the hero having to, you know, overthrow his father who's evil or corrupted sort of thing. Like, it's been done a lot. They've kind of touched on stuff like that in the MCU before in other films, most recently in Guardians 2 with Ego um, and Star-Lord. So I just hope they bring a different spin to that. Um, to breathe some fresh air because it already has the fact that it's an origin story for a character we've not seen before working against it because um, where that can be exciting a lot of the origin stories in superhero films can be very formulaic too so I just really hope there's enough originality in there to really help it stand on its own two feet and stand apart from the rest because I'm yeah I, I'm really excited to see this one. Uh, I really want it to be fantastic. So, um, yeah. Fulia, what did you think of it? Um, I feel like this was better in terms of trailers for me because it gave me more of an understanding of what the movie is going to be about. Mm -hmm. The first one didn't really tell me much, so I was a bit confused. So this one, um, now we got a chance to see the rings in action, um, the way they work, they look very powerful. Like, very powerful yeah. weapon. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering whether... Um, is his actually, is his name Shang-Chi? Yeah. 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 The, the, I'm talking about the lead. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just... I'm sort of wondering whether he ends up with the rings at the end of the film. Um, because at the moment, it's his dad... So, yeah, and I see, I kind of see where you're going with the whole cliche of the overthrow the dead type of thing. Mm -hmm. But then there's also the thing where, um, you know, it's his mum is also got a, her own version of power. Um, yeah. And she's more of the kind of like a Tai Chi type of thing going. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which looks really cool. Yeah. Um. So I think maybe for, for Shang-Chi, it's more of a trying to figure out where he, like what he should do, what path he should take. Um, should he go in the path of his father or his mother or is there another way for him to it's go? It's almost like a fucking Luke Skywalker story. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You know, like it's Return of the Jedi and he's trying to decide whether or not to follow the path of his of his mother or his father while simultaneously trying to turn his father back to the good side. Well, it's all Disney now. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's the Disney story. It's the Disney story. Um, the other thing I will say, the action looks really cool. Yeah. I love some good martial arts action. Um, I myself used to do martial arts a long time ago. Um, so to see these type of movies, especially superhero movies, where they bring in a lot of hand-to-hand -hand kind of combat more so than, you know, weapons and machinery and stuff like that is actually really cool. Yeah. It, it also shows how much work and effort that these actors go to actually perform them, mm -hmm. even if half of them are performed by stuntmen and stuntwomen. Um, it's still cool to see them do some, most, like, some of that work as well. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's going to be it's gonna be fun, I think. Yeah. Great. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Um, Michael, yes. what did you like about this trailer? Did you like this trailer? Yeah, I actually, I actually quite, uh, I did actually quite like this trailer. Um, 
because I'm sort of the same. I, I don't know anything about about it. I'm, I'm deciding not to do it like a huge deep dive. I've decided to go into it like like fresh in mind. And yeah, it's sort of a trope that we've seen before, but uh, I think it, it's kind of different because we already know what the Mandarin is. He's he's an he's an evil guy, and he's running a, a cartel and all all that thing and. And uh, yeah, and the story of um, the like, uh, like uh, what's that? What's that thing? Like the the sons of uh, the the sins of the father does that? Does that go into the son? And I kind of like yeah, that sort yeah. of thing as well. And he's like, and and Shang Chi is sort of deciding, am I? I need to be my own person, but I still need to like be in the family business of the Ten Rings. And and that's kind of cool. And also the um, uh, the choreography is awesome. I, I'm I'm not that uh, I wouldn't say I'm a big fan of martial arts movies, but I I do I do enjoy them every now and again. Like I don't know I don't know I I, I wouldn't sit down to watch watch it, but I I would. That's not true. What am I talking about? <laughs> I would. You watch would, Jackie Chan movies, right? Yeah, I watch that's Jackie martial arts. Yeah, I watch, yeah. That's why I said what I'm saying is absolutely bupkis. I'm, I'm sort of. <laughs> what am I saying? I watch Jackie Chan. I, I like Rush Hour, and you know, I I can't. And I like Kill Bill, and like the sort of westernized sort of martial arts movies from, from. And with this one, I I have no idea what I'm talking about. Wow. <laughs> You're talking about the martial arts. Yeah, I'm talking about the martial arts. Yeah, with um with Marvel it's a story that they haven't done before and it's it's going to be really interesting of um like the uh the the Marvel take of a martial arts film and that'll be cool. Yeah. Uh and yeah, I'm a big sucker for family films as well. Like the the fight between uh um, like mother and son, and and son, son and father. I'm a big sucker of that because you know I, I like them, and yeah, I don't know what what else to say. Um, uh, cool, <laughs> <laughs> cool. Abominations awesome. at All the right. end, didn't he? Yeah, apparently a lot of people lost their little minds over that uh, when that happened. The at the end, he's at the end of the trailer. That he's the big monster thing that throws the guy into the fence. You know how they're in the boxing ring at the end, and oh. yeah, that's the abomination apparently. Oh. So that's a kind, that's a cool little uh, uh, Easter egg thing going on. And a lot of that people... went right over my head. I think. It, it did the first time. I, I, I've seen this trailer like three times now and I didn't notice it until tonight because I knew to look for it. I missed it the yeah. first three times. <laughs> and I think, I think a lot of people are speculating uh, the other guy is one. Yes, that's what I've read as well. I don't know who that is, but I, that's what I've read. <laughs> but he does. I know who he, Abomination he is. He is doing the magic. He's doing the magic thing. He's doing the magic thing with his hands. He's ma- he's making he's making he's making the orange, the orange magic. With his <laughs> the orange, <laughs> the orange magic. Okay, Fanta. cool. <laughs> so great. 
Great. Can't wait. Shang-Chi will be in cinemas uh, on the 2nd of September. Only a couple months left to wait for that one now. That's very exciting. Um, Yeah, crossing the pond, as I usually say in the nerdy news, we are headed into uh, our little discussion of uh, the latest trailer for DC's The Suicide Squad. Yeah, I just want to watch this real bad. (laughs) I just really, really, really want to watch this, (laughs) like, right now. It looks so good. Um, Yeah, it was a cool little way to start the trailer with that bit of, uh, you know, expositional sort of dialogue scene about uh, Bloodsport, Idris Elba's character and his daughter and and Amanda Waller and and all of that. That was kind of cool. Yeah. and yeah, just showing lots more action uh, from the film, like mm. you know, similar shots that have been used in previous trailers, uh, and but a few new ones as well, and some new humor, some new you know little quips from from certain characters. I I thoroughly enjoyed John Cena's pe- uh, peacemaker <laughs> saying that <laughs> starfish also means asshole. <laughs> <laughs> just my God, I have never seen. A more like fuck you look on someone's face than Viola Davis as Amanda Waller looking at him going no no <laughs> like that was no wonder she's an Oscar winner seriously no. Um, no. no she's phenomenal I'm really like out of all the characters I'm looking forward to seeing apart from Harley Quinn and whoever Nathan Fillion's playing I know <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really excited to see more Amanda Waller because. I I really want to know more about her, and I loved Viola Davis's portrayal of her in uh, the uh, uh, David Ayer version of Suicide Squad we had a few years ago now. Uh, that's firmly in the review mirror. Um, but I imagine a bunch of that will be acknowledged in the continuity with this film. So I'm also kind of interested to see how they're going to bridge the two films together, um, especially because you know. I you know we also kind of need context for where Birds of Prey takes place in the DCEU timeline because the implication is Birds of Prey t- act like as it is released it takes place between both Suicide Squad movies but then it begs the question okay how does Harley Quinn end up back at Arkham or back wherever to be a part of you know Task Force X again so I imagine we'll probably get a scene of Harley being arrested or something just so everyone's on the level maybe. Who knows? I don't know. I like I like things being explained to me for some reason. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. No, it looks good. It looks good. I can't wait. And I and I and I'm sure they're saving the money shot of Starro, the reveal, fully reveal of Starro, uh, for for the theaters. I hope, and not some other trailer that comes out between now and its release date, which is not too far away. So at least we don't have to wait too long. Um, but yeah, bring it, Fulia. Your thoughts. Bird. <laughs> Birdie. <laughs> Tiger. Bird. <laughs> Bird. Tiger. So funny. <laughs> um yeah, look, I you know what? I'm I'm looking forward to this Suicide Squad. We got a bit more this time, which I really appreciate because now we get more of a context as to what's going on. Um I mean, not that we didn't already know, but we get more detail this time. Um, John Cena's character, Peacemaker, is just, 
He's just so serious. Um, and yeah, I just, I'm still wondering who the hell is Nathan Fillion's character and what is his damn power? I need to know. I am so curious. He can detach his arms. That's all we know right now. That's his power. (laughs) But no, it doesn't make no sense. I need more, I need more details than just that. He can... He can take off one of his arms and hit people over the head with it. <laughs> it's a normal anyway. superpower. <laughs> it's a normal power. Um, yeah, look, it's it's gonna. I, I feel like it's just gonna be another one of those popcorn films. They just sit back, relax, have fun, yeah, and just enjoy the ride. Yeah. Um, and I am really looking forward to it. Um, I like, yeah. It's going to be a bit of a ride. It, it, it is. It is. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. It's, it's a little bit different. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I, I'm so creeped out by Weasel, honestly. He looks yeah. ugly as hell. Yeah. Uh, sorry. To no, whoever, that's, that's To fine. whoever's playing that character. I think it's Sean uh, Gunn, isn't Sean it? It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so creepy. Um, yeah. Uh, I need to watch Birds of Prey. Um, yeah. So if they are going to mention anything about Harley Quinn in terms of that film, I need to watch it before the release. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But other than that, yeah, I, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for Suicide Squad. Sweet. Yep. Nice. Mike, what, what did you think of this trailer? I am so looking forward to this film. Um, I really, really am. And mm. don't get... Don't get uh, attached to the the characters because they're probably not going to no. survive. No, most of them are probably going to die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know, it would be ballsy if they kill off like Harley Quinn. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Uh, I don't think they will. <laughs> yeah, this is absolutely this this trailer is it, it's fantastic. I mean, it's not like the like uh, the first ones, uh, first couple. Uh, they've got like this that that uh got a particular song going through it i think i think this is just for a bit of fun really and that's and that's what that's what all you need and you and you get um excuse me you get a little bit of backstory with with uh aegis elba's character and he he's proper he's proper um uh character's backstory of shooting superman with a kryptonite bullet Awesome, love that. Yeah, yeah. Even though, even though there are, some, I don't want to mention it, but you know, certain people on the internet get a lot, got a bit bent out of shape. It's like, oh, this is, this is making fun of Henry Cavill, and it's like, no, shut up. It's, it's, it's. No, a, it's not. It's canon. It's it's can, canon. <laughs> it's the real thing. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, and, and and just seeing everyone, yeah. Yeah, peacemaker and and the thinker. I'm I'm yeah, I'm, I'm just a sucker of Peter Capaldi. Even though I saw him, <laughs> I've met him in real life, and he's an awesome he's an awesome dude. Yeah. Um. What else? Um. Harley Quinn. We know. We we understand now that Harley Quinn actually can take a shit. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Everybody poops, <laughs> which is good. Everybody poops. Yeah. Um, Starro has got little tentacles. They can pick up 
<laughs> pick up people and throw them into a building. It's always good. Uh, I just yeah, I just can't wait for this film. I just yeah, I, it's I gonna can't, be batshit bonkers, and I can't it's wait. It's gonna be yeah. great, and I love I love the fact that they're leaning in that that uh, James Gunn directed Guardians of the Galaxy. And I, I thought, know they're really just going for you, it. Aren't they? <laughs> can you? How's it's a DC film, and they're referring to Marvel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, didn't I? Don't even know if they. Well, because it would have been funny if they had a had of or could have done that with Justice League and Joss Whedon, but because Zack Snyder was still credited as director of the theatrical cut, they couldn't do that. But wouldn't that have been funny if it would have been like, from the man that that brought you the Avengers, here's Justice, Justice League. League. <laughs> like. <laughs> Shit, that would have been. Oh, that would have. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I, yeah. That would have made the theatrical cut worse. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not the same. It's actually worse. It's it's out the other end. Yeah. Where this one. Yeah, the other end. Whereas here, yeah. It's like this one is like, oh, we know, we know he can do like ensemble movies, and this is like the biggest ensemble that you you can do with like pretty much two teams going at at one thing, and. An all-star cast. Everyone looks like they're um, getting like the same airtime. Uh, looking forward to Ratcatcher as well. <laughs> she's got yeah. she's got the little rat, and the rat's like waving. That'll be <laughs> polka dot man, fucking polka dot man. <laughs> I know, fucking Dave Dismalchian as polka dot man. That's going to be amazing. Ah, uh, very funny. <laughs> please. Please make reference to Condiment King as well. <laughs> out, out of all the Batman rose galleries, it's those two. Is like and Kite Man. It's, yeah, I know it's, Kite Man. It's just insane. Just slap anything. And it's like yeah, that's 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 the villain. <laughs> yeah, so good. Uh, awesome, awesome. And also, uh, if where where this fits in. Uh, in the timeline of DC, I don't, I don't care. I just want it to be its own thing. It doesn't have to reference like anything. It's like, ah, oh, Harley Quinn's here. What? Yeah, she's in a couple of movies, but she's in this one. Yeah, like this is a sort sort of movie that you don't need connective tissue, or even. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. One of the characters I can't remember her name, but she, she, she's an alien. It's like the first. Right. It's the first alien in in DC thing that that uh, makes reference to an actual alien from outside, not from Krypton, but it's like the, it's like the first alien um, evil person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, and Nathan Fillion can take off his arms. <laughs> Yes, he can. Yeah, and Michael Rooker. Yes, he can. I know Michael uh, Rooker. Yeah, I'm just so, naming names so excited now. to see him again. Pete Davidson. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so good. And Sly. It's be great. Hmm. Sly as shark. King. King shark. Yeah, ripping people in half. It's gonna be excellent. And watching birds. And watching birds. Birds. And. <laughs> <laughs> Get off the radio. Can't <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Ratatouille. 
Stop mentioning Disney stuff. I know you're jealous. <laughs> <laughs> so when are we be watching this, Kindle? Well, we're going to be watching this very soon because The Suicide Squad will be in theatres on the 5th of August. Be there or be rectangly shape. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what he said. Um, all right. All right. One more trailer to talk about. Um, and that is the uh, brand new trailer, uh, of course, for uh, Halloween Kills, uh, which is the second film uh, in the uh, sort of Halloween sequel, modern sequel trilogy, I suppose. Uh, by David Gordon Green uh, and um, Danny McBride. Um, and yeah, I watched the the 2018 version, the previous one to this, uh, last year, I think, during lockdown. Um, and I really enjoyed it uh, quite a bit. And yeah, this one is literally picking up off where the, you know, the previous one left. We're going straight away, straight into it. Um, and yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. The only problem I have with this trailer is I think they showed way too much. Um, way, way I, too much. I'm glad you agree. Yeah. So much. Uh, it feels, it feel very, it felt very much like an old school horror trailer in that way, because like old school horror trailers really did show heaps of stuff. They told you the whole story, essentially they'd show a lot of the kills um, although, you know, this one kind of holds back on some of the blood and gore, obviously, cause it's, a, you it's know, a trailer. Yeah. It's not, it's a trailer and it's not going to do that, but you know, we did get to see some, some interesting kills take place in the trailer and, uh, it, yeah, it looks pretty fantastic. Um, I'm loving Jamie Lee Curtis as this, you know, uh, vengeful Laurie Strode. Um, she's just, she's just carrying this torch so wonderfully, um, and yeah, and I and I kind of do like the idea. It seems what they're going for is this: is they end up getting the whole town uh, to hunt mm-hmm. Michael Myers down. Um, and I I'm really curious to see how that idea plays out in this film. Um, whether it'll be any good or it'll be heavy-handed and preachy or anything like that. I don't know. Um, I think I think it'll be something we haven't really seen in a slasher film before, and it's a you know. A town, the town actually waking up to the fact of what's going on and trying to stop the killer, um, you know, in this kind of vigilante style. Um, yeah, so that could be really cool. But yeah, I just, I'm just pissed that they showed us way too much. Um, that's my biggest, biggest pet peeve um, with trailers, and they've done it here. But that's <laughs> all right. I'm still very, very keen to watch the movie. Um, I'll be checking it out. Michael, what are your thoughts on it? Um, it's all the same. Um uh way too much in the trailer but having a think about it it probably predict, um probably tells you what the movie is going to be uh considering they're going to start exactly where the second one i haven't actually seen the uh movie yet so so it's sort of oh it's good yeah it sort of spoils it at the end michael's in a burning building let it burn let it burn <laughs> so but with my original thought I think the reason why there's so there's a lot in this film or it feels like there's in this trailer there's a lot in this trailer is because I'm thinking they just they just hit the ground running 
and there's no like lull at the start it just goes straight into what what's happening so it's probably just going to be a full on like it's going to be full on from start to finish i reckon until the end and who knows what happens at the end maybe michael like takes on the entire the entire town and there's no no one left standing except for michael and 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 uh elizabeth elizabeth laurie laurie who am i thinking ah too many slashes too many too many main girls in slasher movies <laughs> yeah so that'll be cool and i i watched a, a a trailer breakdown and apparently there's a lot of people um from previous movies going to be in this Oh, cool! Yeah, so like the like the two kids that Laurie was actually look well, I think it was yeah, there was two kids that the Laurie was looking after um, in the in the quote unquote first movie of Halloween back in the seventies, and those two kids, um, the same actors too, are all grown up, and they're going to be in this film, which is going to be oh great! That sounds awesome, I think. And there's also reference to Halloween three as well with the with the masks apparently, uh, where where the where the three bodies that got the masks on those those three masks are actually in uh, Halloween three the one that's actually doesn't connect to Michael Myers at all. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I that's kind of cool. I mean, sort of brings you out of the film, but. If people like, if people enjoy that sort of um, wink, wink, nudge, nudge to previous films that that <laughs> that don't really connect to the movie, but that's pretty cool. And yeah, I've, I'm gonna have to gonna have to watch the first one before the before the other one, and and, and I'll watch the original original as well. It's kind of cool having these movies that are uh, retroactively being a sequel to the first film, and you don't have to watch the. The uh, the other attempts of sequels. You could just watch three three films. That's that's cool. Yeah. So when are we, cool. so when in Halloween are we going to be watching this? <laughs> well, it'll be coming out just in time for Halloween uh, on the fourteenth of October. Yeah, and we're all going to watch it. Yeah. And yes, we're talk about it. All going to watch it. Yes, and talk about it. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, I got a real life horror film here, folks. Fulia just gave me <laughs> s- slow head turning side eye like you would not believe. Um, with a raised eyebrow. With a raised. Oh my god! It was the trifecta. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's my the god. chick from the ring <laughs> coming out of the well, going coming out of the TV screen. You don't know what I'm talking yeah. about, do you, Phil? Phil? Filler. Phil? Filler. <laughs> Sorry, I ran out of syllables and I just had to settle for two. And yes, I do know what you're talking about. And no, I haven't watched it. And no, I do not look that creepy. No, she doesn't. But it's more creepy that you look as, you know, as, as cutesy as you do making that face. <laughs> Because I was just like, oh, okay, there's a side there that I'm uncovering and I'm going to back away slowly. Yeah. <laughs> QI. 
<laughs> Love you. All right. <laughs> okay, that's Trailer Park. Done. Dusted. Uh, which has me very excited because, of course, you all know what that means. What? It's time for the moment, the segment, the section, the part, the place in the show we like to call... Popcorn culture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So delayed. I was. <laughs> so. It's popcorn culture time. Sorry, I thought it, it's popcorn culture. I didn't know what you were doing. Leave me alone. No, that's okay. <laughs> I was expecting you to chime in with something and it took longer. Okay, sorry. But that's okay. I thought you were just going Don't right into it. That's so for this no, week for no, popcorn okay. culture, we'll be talking about. Rick and Morty. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. What? Nothing else Not happened this week? Not on my watch. No. Oh, hilarious. Hilarious. No. Of course, we are here to talk about episode three of Loki, which is called Lamentus. Um, and yeah, I am still... I, my cheeks are hurting. I'm smiling that much because I'm so excited. To talk about. <laughs> um, this was a great episode. Um, it's my favorite so far, despite the fact that it is only a 40 minute episode, um, significantly shorter than the first two, um, but ends with a cliffhanger just as intense and question making as last week's, um, even more so maybe, um, but yeah, I, I freaking, I, I just adored this whole thing through and through. There's so much I loved about it. Um, yeah. Fulia, what's your general, general reaction and thoughts on this before we get into the play by play? Um, not a lot happened, but then a lot happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I don't know if that makes sense. No, that makes total sense. You're right. It was literally just Loki and Sylvie. Yeah. That's it. For Loki and Sylvie show. Yeah. That was the episode. Yeah. Um Rudy. And it was just those and just those two bickering pretty much. It was great. And then getting to know each other. Yeah. <laughs> and then wondering whether they could trust each other. Mm-hmm. That's literally the episode. <laughs> okay, so um okay, so because it kind of diverged from the the plot essentially mm. did that make you not enjoy it as much because it was not not mu- not much happened even stuff happened but not much happened so it was a bit slower than last week so maybe maybe i think that might have been it it's okay. just it was just a little bit slower than what we've seen so far okay that's um fair. but like i said there was still a lot going on mm-hmm. um especially to where they ended up yeah uh but then yeah it was just there was a lot more dialogue in this one. Yeah, very dialogue heavy. To the other ones. Yeah, totally. the other two. So yeah, yeah, for sure, absolutely. Mike, what are your uh, initial thoughts of episode three, Lamentus? Well, don't hate me. Probably my, <laughs> oh God. probably my least favorite episode. That's fine. <laughs> it's okay. Look, I have I have my reasons why this is my favorite episode, and I will explain those. But I totally That's understand. A- why it's not everyone's favorite episode because yeah but anyway, yeah go on. but i'm sort of like by itself it's a it's 
it's brilliant because you know I I've said it before. I love I love characters just talking and yeah, and that's why I said from last week that um uh the conversations between uh, Mobius and and um, Loki that that dynamic was absolutely fun and how they and how they bumped off uh, bounced off each other and this is the same as this episode as well with with Loki and uh, and and Ruby uh, Sylvie Sylvie uh, Rufius um, not Loki <laughs> <laughs> quips all of them and and yeah but yes. the way the way thing I'm. Um, the way the reason why I call this probably my least favorite episode so far, you know, there's always the other three to contend with. Uh, considering where we are at this present time, I mean, going off what what happened in the previous episode, like everything was everything was ramping up, and it definitely had what was going into the start of the episode uh, of everything ramping up, and then all of a sudden it just stops and we're having breathing room first i don't know for maybe for a, a good reason may, maybe they sort of ramp it up again in the in the next episode i just thought well you sort of at the moment the the world's like well the timeline is going to be destroyed and now we're just having two characters talk on a train it's sort of jarring but i can understand if if I'm going to have a retrospective uh, of when we when we see all of it, it sort of oh, it makes sense because of what happens in the next episodes. So, yeah, so, potentially. So going on what we've seen so far, yeah, it's jarring, but there there, should, there, there might be a reason for it. So that's yeah. that's sort of what yeah. my take is, and. Yeah, and yeah. I know a lot of people are saying, "Oh, this is the filler episode." It's like, well, yes and no. Uh, you get you get to know what the TVA might be, and and also we are being introduced to a new character as well, and we still don't know what this uh, what Sylvie is, basically. So no, not not officially, really. Yeah, um, yeah. Look, I look. My bias aside, I will fully acknowledge that, you know, uh, and understand why people have problems with this episode because of the fact of the momentum we were on with episode two. Like it, was, it was gangbusters. Like, that episode was nearly an hour, and it flew because yeah. so much was happening. It was all plot-driven. Um, it was the, the Loki and Mobius show, you know, last week, and it was just a one-two punch, like, fantastic. Um, and I loved that. And, you know, and, you know, we ended on such a cliffhanger last week that the Sylvie reveal, the, the fact that she bombed the timeline reveal, um, what the hell's going to happen? Is this how we get our multiverse? Right. And then we start episode three um, and, you know, we get a flashback to uh, last week's episode and seeing what Sylvie did to C20 um, going inside her mind, uh, which is a bit of foreshadowing for the reveal at the end of the episode. Um and that's how she finds out about the uh, uh, where the timekeepers are, um, and then and then yeah, so she ends up at the TVA, and we think, okay, shit's gonna go down, um, but then you know, all of a sudden we find ourselves on Lamentus One, um, and not at the TVA at all. Uh, we don't see Mobius at all in this episode either, and I did see a few people going, oh, that's a bit of a shame, as well. However, um, I'm 
you know, it sucks that he w there wasn't any of him. And people also were like, maybe we could have done a whole back and forth between the two. Because this, they decided to make more of a more of a bottle episode in terms of just focusing on Loki and Sylvie and developing their relationship, uh, you know, their whatever's going on with them. Introducing Sylvie, as you said, Mike, um, you know, this new character who we still don't really know anything about and we don't even know if we can trust her. Um, but yeah, so... I do like the, the, I still do like the fact that even though this episode did slow down a bit, I, I think it was necessary because of the character work they did, especially with Loki. Um, and B, it was just another reason why this show is just so unpredictable. Um, we keep going week to week through this thing. We're halfway through now and we have no idea where it's ending up, except, you know, maybe with a post credit scene of Mobius riding a jet ski at the end. Like that's probably where we're heading, but, um, but yeah. And if not, no, we, so will I, yeah. we will riot. We will riot. We will riot. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I did really like, and I have to make a correction for my video actually on the podcast and I'll do it in my episode four video next week. But, um, I realized after the fact that there, so I don't know if you guys realized too, but the reason, cause when we get to the TVA and Sylvie's like, you know, it, basically she's, it seems that she's used the bomb, the, the bombs, like the charges, um, as a distraction so she can get to the timekeepers easier. Um, because of course all the TVA Minutemen are out, you know, pruning branches, um, before they hit the red line. So, um, so she can get there and then, you know, she's going through the corridor and she tries to enchant a, a Minuteman and it doesn't work, um, because no, t no magic works at the TVA. Right. I thought initially that that was because, you know, how, when she's later in the episode, when she's explaining her powers and how, you know, it depends on the mind and how strong the other person is. I was just like, Oh, maybe this Minuteman has a super strong mind and she couldn't get through. But I was like, no, she's, She's at the TVA. Magic, yeah. magic doesn't work, Kendall. Wow. Well done. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I really liked this initial stuff at the TVA, and um, I was, I was kind of hoping for a bit more before we jetted off elsewhere. But, um, but yeah, but it was, it was a nice way to start the, the Loki and Sylvie duo in this episode. The two of them fighting in the corridor and 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 stuff, and you know, you know, just yeah. I don't know. I really. I really liked it. Um, did you guys have anything you wanted to add on the, the beginning of the, the episode before we cut to the, the stuff on Lamentus 1? No? Um, Should I just keep going? It's sort of self-explanatory. Um, yeah. Like, Syl Sylvie like, was almost there. And then she, she, got, um, she got interrupted by Loki, of course. And yes, yes, and then and then pretty much Loki saved her life. So she's not very grateful, is she? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because yeah, who knows how how things would have turned out if um yeah Loki hadn't grabbed grabbed her tempad and you know zoomed them out of there basically. Um, but I suppose we'll find out next week um, what'll happen. But um. Yeah, but I really liked Loki's persistence throughout this episode of trying to get Sylvie on his side. Um, obviously, I would say mostly for his own 
you know, goals and stuff. Like he just wants to, you know, take overthrow the timekeepers essentially. And that isn't exactly what Sylvie wants to do. And she, by the time the episode's done, we still haven't really learnt exactly what her plan is. She doesn't really give too much away about herself, which is interesting. But I do love the all the banter between them. Did I write? What did I write down? You know, um, she keeps saying, you know, you know, don't call me a Loki still. And they have those discussions about, you know, who who she is, and then she says she's Sylvie, and she hasn't gone by the name Loki in a long time, and you know, so there's a lot of implied history there yeah and i did really enjoy the, the joy the line what part of imminent death confuses you <laughs> <laughs> she says that to loki i'm like okay that's very funny um yeah, so, but yeah, it sort of reminds me of uh, a fate worse than death it's like a, a fate a fate worth <laughs> a fate you know that line i think it was in black Adder. yeah it's like a fate worse than a fate worse than death <laughs> what, is, what is worse than death? Yeah. Yeah, well, apparently Lamentus 1 is worse than death because, you know, they've accidentally ended up on this, uh, the worst apocalypse out of all of the apocalypses that they could have gone to yeah. um, because nobody nobody survives on this entire moon as this planet is hurtling towards it. Um, I think it's really, really cool uh, and interesting kind of situation for them to be in so it's like a slow demise and you can see it coming like a yeah yeah pretty much um fully what did you think of a lot of this banter between sylvie and loki and this like sort of exposition at the same time as they're getting to know each other oh like while they're walking and um you know around in their initial conflict Mm. um it was nice to see how they were bickering and how they were um, trying to one-up each other in some way. Yeah. Um, You know, uh, Loki using his powers and um, Sylvia's like, oh, is that another one of your magic tricks? Yeah. (laughs) She keeps calling him a magician. A magician, yeah. It's pretty funny. Always referring him to a magician even though, like, the powers that he has – I don't know if a magician would be able to do any of that, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> um, and the fact that they both have different Loki powers, which is interesting. Um, yeah. So they don't exactly have the same powers. I mean, maybe one or two of them are similar from what we've seen so far. Yeah. Well, it's interesting to me because, you know, in this episode, and one of the, thing, one of the things I loved most about this episode is the display of Loki's magic finally being kind of shown, you know, what he's really capable of in a lot of ways, maybe not his full capability, but you know, a lot more than we've ever seen. Um, But then the fact that the only magic Sylvie seems to use is this enchanting uh, ability that that our Loki does not have. No. um, And is fascinated by, uh, and is constantly throughout the whole episode trying to get her to teach you know, teach him how to do it. And that's, I think, where people are still going, okay, maybe she's not actually a Loki at all, like never was, and she's lying, and, you know, who knows. But, um, but yeah, very interesting. Mm, mm, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, Mike, did you like the banter early on when they were still, you know, bickering at the start of the episode? Uh, yeah, like sort of sizing up each other It was always good. Uh, especially when they when they first land on the planet, 
and so Sylvie tries to en- enchant Loki's like um and it doesn't work because you know he has a strong mind and yeah it sort of opens the door of uh, the whole thing being in Loki's mind but I'm I'm not sure if they're going to go down that path I I don't think so and I've had that theory put to me as well um I really don't want it to be no. like the I I think the idea it could be either of them is being tricked by the other um or both of them are trying to trick the other and failing maybe or or something or just the fact that Sylvie actually is that much more powerful than an our Loki and has you know made made this whole thing you know but then again I, I don't think it's I think you're right I don't think it's true because you know she says that it's from she she uses people's memories to um to you know create these illusions to to, yeah. to to manipulate and you, it, when she's doing this enchantment thing and um you know as far as Loki seems to be aware when they get there before she even tries to do it he has no idea where what lamentous one is or at least he doesn't say he knows no. so because you know Loki Loki's known for lying too so but yeah I think yeah I think you're right and on that Loki lying uh he can make illusions so maybe he him breaking the sort of charge is also an illusion as well. Yeah. Because when he got shot from the farmer's farmer's daughter, farmer's wife, uh, he landed on his back and that's where he was keeping it. So how come it didn't break there? And he, Yeah, not even that. Like, look, Yeah, not even that. Like, he has the ability to store things in, in a void. In a void somewhere. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I like that theory too, that the temp, that he's, you know, he's one-upping her and letting her think the tempad is destroyed. And that might even be the only way out for them at the end of the episode. Yeah, because Um, he wants information and that's leverage as well. So, yeah, yeah. To understand what what, uh, Sylvie knows about about the timekeepers and -hmm. and her plan. And her plan. Mm. Yep. Speaking of plans, um, according to Sylvie, Loki has a pretty shit plan. <laughs> um, when <laughs> when they uh, end up um, going on this train um, to go to the Ark um, after that very humorous encounter with that old lady um, that I quite enjoyed. Um, and Loki uses some of his magic to, you know, pretend to be a guard and sneak them aboard and... Uh, the two of them kind of end up having to work together to get on because Loki's illusion is not enough to get them past the guard, so Sylvie has to use her little trick to convince <laughs> them. Um, so that I like that. That was pretty funny. And, um, yeah. And then, you know, once we're on the train, uh, for me, the entire train scene sequence is my favourite part of the entire episode for <laughs> just all the reasons. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, First off, I should just up top. I just need to need to address the elephant in the room because I'm so happy to address it. Um, Loki is bisexual. <laughs> duh. And it's duh. <laughs> like yeah, we already we we been new. What? But you what, know, you've, it's a, you've it's, never it's read canon. Norse f- mythology. Yeah. <laughs> I want I want yes. Marvel to go all the way and make Loki transform into a female. Uh, a, f- a female horse and give birth to a nine-legged foal. 
<laughs> wow. Yeah, that's out of mythology. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he did that. Um, yeah, I'm fucking beyond happy about this whole thing because it just. I literally, when when I was watching it, I wish I'd filmed myself watching it because I like stumbled backwards onto the floor. <laughs> like I was sitting, I was sitting on the floor at the time, but I was like, oh, okay, I can't stand up now. <laughs> I can't sit up now. Um, because, you know, I identify as bisexual and just to have my favorite character played by my favorite actor, I keep saying it every week. But, you know, but just this and the fact that it's like, you know, such a big character in general. Like, Loki is probably, arguably, the most popular character in the entire MCU. Like, he's up there. Um, and depends so, who you uh, ask. Depends who you ask. But, you know, he's very, very popular, at least. Um, so, for Marvel... For Ma- Marvel? Marvel <laughs> to... I can't speak. I'm so happy for Marvel to really uh, allow uh, the, the the filmmakers of of this show to commit to that um, and acknowledge it as canon in the show uh, is insanely huge. A huge step forward for diversity in the MCU for Disney projects to have a leading man identify this way and have it be said. You know, in the most flippant, casual way, like just a bit of both, bit of both. is all he says. Bit of both, and I'm like, just say that and keep saying it over and over again. I've seen that. I've watched that scene like on like I, I've lost count how many times I've watched that scene now. And he's lit with the bloody bisexual pride flag colors, like the pink, the purple, and the blue. Like, of, is that of sort the of the planet. lighting in that scene? The light and the lighting of the planet as well. Um, yeah, the whole thing. Um, Kate Heron is the director um, of the show and she, she identifies as bisexual as well. And she was like, I'm making it my mission as part of this show to make this canon in the MCU. And she's like, she tweeted about it saying how happy she is that it's official and everyone knows and it's all a big deal. And it's just being received very warmly, um, which is nice by everyone. But Um, but speaking as a cisgendered white man, I'm happy for Marvel to explore this this woke agenda of (laughs) of getting woke points of making a character that is is you know is pretty much in canon a bisexual character, and if you've read North mythology, he is a bisexual character. And and all that. So yeah, I'm happy for everyone. For yay diversity. <laughs> Thanks, cisgendered white male. <laughs> you have my approval. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Any <laughs> But we but seriously though, anyone who does have a problem with that, get a fucking life. <laughs> Yeah, literally, literally, Jesus Christ. Um, anyway, it's yeah. Pride Month. Full, yeah, it's Pride Month. Happy Pride Month, everyone. Loki's bye. Um, <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> bye 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 bye. Fantastic. Bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Did you did you know that about him? I didn't even notice it. I'm so sorry. Oh my god, you didn't. I didn't notice it. 
at all. That's why I'm sitting here in silence. (laughs) I'm not very good at picking these things up. It was pretty much a blink and you miss it sort of thing. It was. It wasn't a... They didn't make... They didn't, like, make a big, you know, thing about it. A big Mm. song and dance about it. You know, he... Well, he danced and sang afterwards. But at the time, it was just a, you know... She was just... Like saying, you know, there must have been would be princesses or perhaps another prince, and then he just says a bit of both. I suspect the same as you, but, oh, but nothing. Okay, that line I got, but I it didn't. It click. didn't click. Okay, that's right. It's a bit. No, it's, okay. That was him. That was him coming out. Yeah, it's a bit like the uh, lesbian kiss <laughs> in Star Wars. It was just one shot, yeah. and yeah, blink and you'll yeah. miss it. Yeah, it's very easily to be cut out and actually sell it to you know uh, Russia and and Chinese. Yes, yes, that's the that's the the one little nitpick some people had is the fact that it was like it wasn't much um, of a moment, but it was enough for me um, to just you know fly up high. Um, I will I will then ask Euphoria um, the like just this whole scene with the two of them kind of not bickering and like actually getting to know each other because the other really cool part about this scene was the fact that Loki was talking about his mum. Uh, and talking about Frigga uh, in a way we've never really heard him talk about her before. Um, and then, like, the one time in this episode we kind of get a sense of maybe who Sylvie is, if she's not lying. Mike, you put your hand up? Uh, yeah. Considering they've referenced her twice in this show, I think she's probably going to be a big part at the end, maybe. Yeah, maybe a Rene Russo ca- uh, cameo. Yeah, the I end. think they're setting something up. Yeah, you, okay. you heard it here first. I, I, I'm down with I'm that. Putting, I'm putting down. You heard it here first. Yeah. Exclusive. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking. Exclusive. Mm. Yes. That is my theory. Um, yeah, it's a good theory. Um, but yeah, I loved. I really loved hearing Loki talk about his childhood a bit and how lovely and 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 wonderful his mum was to him. Um, and the hilarity of the fact that Sylvie found out that she was adopted probably a lot earlier than Loki found out. Which was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, did you like this whole... Like, I know this is the part of the show where it really slowed down. Um, but did you did you take anything away from this these two characters um, having this exchange? Just the, the quiet moment? Um, it was nice to see them getting along. A yeah, <laughs> definitely. Even if it was for a short time. Yeah. Um, and just being like, all right, fine. If we're going to trust each other, then this is what's happened in my life so far. Um, so I did enjoy that part of it, uh, the, the part, especially what, like, af- after that, though, uh, where Sylvie's like, we better get some rest then. Yeah, Where yeah. Sylvie actually rests. Yeah. But the way that Loki rests is... Get it? Have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Getting full. Getting full. Getting full. Um, I'm now ever for referring to myself as being, when I'm drunk, I am full. Very um, full. Bec- yeah, that was that was great. He's like, you relax your way and I'll relax mine. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what happened. Yes, and the, the fact that he they, they were having a sing and dance. Oh, my God. He then sang in, you said, Asgardian, apparently. So, in, in canon, in the MCU, that's supposed to be Asgardian. Okay. Um, but it's actually Norwegian. But it's Norwegian, correct. Okay. So, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, 
uh, a song uh, that uh, was written specifically for the show yeah. by um, a couple of Norwegian songwriters who um, yeah, were tasked with crafting a, you know, a traditional Nordic sounding uh, folk song. Yeah. Like a song of old sort of thing. And um, kudos to Tom Hiddleston being able to sing it. Yeah. Like, and pronouncing all those words. Apparently he, according to people, he nailed the, pronunciation too which is tricky because it's you know it's a testament to his studies in language oh my god (laughs) that's why i want to marry him one day um one of the many reasons um speaking in yeah but it's so (laughs) but it's so it was so funny right just to see him just dancing and clapping and like then all of a sudden yeah and then all of a sudden slow down for the norwegian part of the song yeah and just looking at sylvie at sylvie and being very, I don't know, I don't say, I wouldn't say romantic, more, more just being no. humbling and like, but, I don't know, like heartwarming or something like I that. I think he was trying to connect to yeah. her just on some kind of level, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Michael, yeah. what do you think but, about, about this? I think there's definitely like a kingship in between them. And bearing in mind, we don't know much about Sylvie. It could be, could be like... Um, like a brother and sister sort of relationship, or dare I say, uh, the <laughs> I am I, um, I listened to uh, F- uh, Fat Man Beyond today, and and uh, Kevin had a interesting theory that um, um, Sylvie could be um, Frigga, like a young version of Frigga. Oh, so hmm. so so could be um, a mother son sort of thing. So there's definitely something between them, uh, but I don't think it's like romantic or anything like that. I think there's no. there's no. something there. No, I don't, I don't get romantic vibes. No. no. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah, don't. Okay. I don't think Asgard is down south. <laughs> ding 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 ding. No. Ding. No. <laughs> hey, look, I don't. <laughs> this isn't. This I isn't look. Greek mythology. No, this isn't Greek mythology, <laughs> but but like I don't know why so many people are having trouble with the idea because like this is essentially sperms in law. So, like in theory, if 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 in theory if they are they're if if she is a Loki, then they're both Loki. So it's it's not incest. Like I don't. No. I wouldn't call it incest, but people are calling it incest because they. It's like their brothers and sisters, and I can understand people's problem with that. But for me, I'm just like, no. no. I mean, I don't think any, I don't think it's romantic at all. In a way, the people that are having problem with it, I don't know. In, in a way, so. to be gross, it it could be masturbation. Yes, if you want to be crude, yeah, yes, yeah. absolutely, it absolutely could be. Make out with That's with fine. a clone and of yourself. Not going to comment on that. Yeah, yeah, I'd make out with a male clone of myself. Fucking oath, I would. Anyway. So would I. <laughs> anyway, let's move on from that. That'll be a very um, interesting yeah, my... uh, pop culture sort of uh, <laughs> popcorn culture question. Would you? It's a question for the future. <laughs> How far would you go with a clone of yourself? <sighs> and I'll be absent for that episode, <laughs> as well as your clone. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, yeah. Mike, did you did you enjoy you know uh, drunk Loki in this this little moment? Yeah, I kind of like a bit of levity and also a callback to to the first Thor movie as well. Like uh, another yeah. smash. Yeah, that was great, wasn't it? I laughed out so. You did. Loud. You reacted well to yeah. that. Yeah, that was good. It was like just like his brother, <laughs> just like his brother. <laughs> well, feels well. He is adopted. It was great. He is adopted. Well, like his stepbrother then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I I want to mention. Mm-hmm. It's probably gonna rewind a little bit. That's from okay. The episode. Go for it. Um. When Sylvie tries to um, enchant Loki when they arrive on Lamentus, mm-hmm. um, when she mentions the whole idea, like when they talk about the whole thing about not being able to get into Loki's head and Loki's like, well, some... Of, and then she mentions the fact that some some minds, like as they're talking and she's explaining the power that some minds are... Um, weak and she can get through to them very easily. Yeah, and yeah. some are strong and they're a little bit more difficult. Yeah, um, and she pulls from their memories. Yeah, Loki then realizing the the way that she did it to the minute person. Yeah, you're jumping ahead, but that's okay. Okay, I am jumping ahead. Yeah, All yeah, right. yeah. Well, that kind of just gave like that jaw drop for me because yeah. Finding out that the TVA, they were human variants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's 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 jump to the end for a second. Now we can get into um, it. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> yeah, let's get into it. I know that was look for all the slow, supposed slowness of this episode in terms of the plot. That is the one big takeaway. Yeah, from this from this episode is the fact that we find out that all the variants. Uh, all the TVA agents, the Minutemen uh, variants. Um, and I love the way, to be honest, I love the way Loki reacted and was like, but they don't know that. Like he was, yeah, exactly. He was like, he gave a shit. I was like, oh, he cares about Mobius. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. That was, that, that was huge, wasn't it? Yeah. Cool, um, cool it, it was, it was mind blowing for me because it yeah. was like, wait, they were variants? Like they tried to skip a time the, the the sacred timeline yeah and then their their memories must have been wiped kind of like men in black style and they were hired by the TVA <laughs> sort of makes sense yeah <laughs> so does that so does that mean there's um when they're being erased does that mean that they they get erased then go back to the beginning and it, it's sort of a weird thing so does that mean they could have made loki a a minuteman how many Lokis are in Minutemen? Or do they completely get rid yeah. completely get rid of them? Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll find out how Minute Minutemen are recruited yeah. into the TVA. But yeah, it's it's all very it's all very fascinating. Lots of questions. Mm. Um I mean it, it speaks to the theory that people have been having about the timekeepers not being legit, the TVA not being legit, something sinister going on underneath everything. Um, and that, that makes me think of back to last week at the end when C20 was like, it's all real, it's all real, it's all real. And she was spouting that nonsense. I'm like, that's what she was talking about. The memory of her having a drink at the, this bar restaurant place. 
Like, and, and in that, because in that scene at the start, she's like, I know this place. I've been here, you know. So, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's cool. And mm. it sort of creeps in. It's very cool. Like, those sort of memories. Yeah, and, and, yeah. And again, that's, yeah. And like Mobius. Yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah, Mobius is probably a, a jet ski yeah. somewhere. And it's like. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Which is why he's going to be riding a jet ski at the end of the show. um and yeah yeah no that was a great twist that was a really great twist um and i I think i'd seen someone pose that theory online before like you know after last week i think yeah yeah so it's cool to see some people are right about certain things that are happening um yeah i mean i did really just want to touch on one more thing about the train scene Mm -hmm. um um i just really liked the whole you know it was funny that it, that Loki was trying to be profound with the whole love is love is a dagger metaphor that I I really liked, but but Sylvie's like that's a terrible metaphor. Love is an imaginary <laughs> dagger. Are you kidding? Like that was that was very very funny. But um, yeah, and then that whole fight sequence um, when Loki pretend Loki, Loki was like here are my tickets, and then he you know did the firework thing because <laughs> he's full. And not concentrating properly. Um, yeah, yeah. I really like that whole fight sequence too um, as well. Finally seeing Loki and, and Sylvie kind of on the same page. Like that was, yeah. I really like the the pairing of the two of them. So seeing them get along more than not in this episode was was good. Just as, I mean, the banter was fun. Like the, the, the sniping and stuff was a lot of fun. But, um, but yeah, that stuff was good. Um yeah, anyway, after the train stuff, you know, we get that little moment of Loki maybe or maybe not breaking the temp pad. We don't know now. Um, could be a ruse. Could be legit. Yeah. We'll find out this week. Because it, um, it, <laughs> it went poof and fell to pieces in his hand. But yeah, the way he brought, yeah, because of the way he conjured it, because wherever he was keeping it. Or then also could have been an illusion. Because um, every time Loki has his powers, he uses this green sort of flash um going on because um, if that's the case yeah, how, yeah. how does he not like bend his little knives his little stabby stabs if he if he lands on them wrong <laughs> makes you think yeah makes you think <laughs> makes you think um cool all right well before we wrap up i think we should just talk about the the other big moment in the episode which was the final the final fight, basically, because they after Loki's destroyed the Tempad, they re- they like he comes up with the idea that they because they've never been here before, maybe they could be the variable that could alter the events of Lamentus One um, if they get to the Ark before it is destroyed and help it get off the moon. Um, and we get that freaking phenomenal action sequence. Uh, at the end, the one shot um, as they're trying to, the one yeah. shot, man, it was, whew, I loved it, the, so good. The cinematography, stunning. I love, I fucking love these action shots when the camera goes with the subject, like yeah. that shit, like with that moment where they got like you know a meteorite hit in front of them and blasted them onto the ground, and the camera follows Loki, and the, and then as he gets back up, it goes with him. Like I love that shit. I live for it. Um, so that whole thing was great. Um, seeing the two of them again work together say, and, you know, leading into that scene, they're like, you know, can I trust you? You can trust me sort of thing. Um, 
and um, yeah, and just the lighting and the way it's shot. And then, can I just before I throw it for you, I have to say the fucking moment where he stops the building from falling on them. Yeah, I nearly squealed because I was like, "Oh my god, he can actually do this shit!" Fuck you, Russo brothers! <laughs> like, fucking hell! I got so I got so happy, but so pissed. At What's wrong time. with the Russo brothers? Uh, okay, maybe I should maybe I shouldn't say Russo brothers. Maybe I should say Marcus and McFeely for writing him such a poor death in Infinity War. I'm not over it. It's been three years. I'm not over it. <laughs> what are you talking um, about? This that, this TV show is sort of retconning that. Oh yeah, in big ways. Um, I loved, I love that shot of just him being like, "I've got it," and then it just comes down, and he just throws his arms down and stops it, and like reverses it. Ah, oh, fucking, I'm done. I'm so happy. Yep, I was. Yep, on that cloud was, nine. That was great. like that. That that pose, the way that he did that. Yeah, is the reverse of what a lot of um, superheroes would have done, where they would have put, put their, their arms up. up. Yeah. In the air to especially show the like, force, sort of the power going towards it. Especially other magic users like Wanda and and Doctor Strange, they would put their hands outward. Yeah. Whereas Loki's gone in. Yeah. 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 And down, like next to it's next to his cool. body. Yeah. 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 You loved this whole one shot sequence. That one shot sequence was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh Like I, I mentioned this to you before, but after we finished watching it, that I think that's the reason why 1917 was something that I really enjoyed. Yeah. That, that whole one, sh- that concept of just the whole thing being done in one sort of shot. Mm-hmm. This, even though it was like a short scene, it was beautiful. I loved it. And that kind of cinematography excites me. Yeah. Because it shows their creativity on, and it shows how well they choreograph these things so that it works as a one shot. But at the same time, you don't know where the scenes are if they've had to make edits. Yeah. That's how smooth it is. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And that's what makes me so like excited about being part of the like the the film industry and that it's sort of where I would love to be mm-hmm. at some stage. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's so good. I live for those scenes. <laughs> it was very, it was very good. Yeah. 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 Mike, Mike, what are your thoughts on the final sequence of the episode? Yeah, it was really good. Um, it, yeah, I've seen, uh, 1917 and, uh, also I think there's a movie called Hardcore where it was like a POV, uh, sh- Oh, Hardcore Henry. Hardcore Henry. Yeah. So sort of yes. gave me vibes of that. But there's also an, uh, a one-shot, quote-unquote, because it's animated. Uh, Tintin did, did uh, the same thing. Uh, the movie that oh. yeah that came out not too long the ago. The Spielberg one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, where cool. they do all the motion capture remember. stuff. And there was actually like a one-shot in there. Yeah. It's like, wow, this is so cool. They'll never do this in real life. And apparently they did. Uh, and with, with Loki. And um, Loki wants to, you know, show off. And instead of using his hands, he has to look like he's taking a shit. <laughs> and, and... Oh, don't ruin it. No, no, no. He's well done. Well done, Loki. I give you, I give you a clap. Well done. Yay. Where, where was his power when you were, you know, fighting against a titan? 
Yes. Answers. I want answers. Because Loki was dumb. (laughs) (laughs) I want answers from someone that's not you. (laughs) (laughs) You want the Tesseract? You want the Tesseract? Where's it over here? Ooh, knife. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's poorly written. Um, It's probably a good thing he got choked. Now we got a good Loki. Yeah, it all worked out in the end. I just had to go through, you yeah. know, that traumatic event for this to happen. Yay. Yeah, it's got. You know, I was scrolling through. Hmm? I was scrolling through YouTube the other day. Sorry, and I just had to. I just had this quick aside. This one video that was like a top ten uh, shocking MCU moments or character deaths or something, and literally the. Um, title card photo they picked was the moment Thanos snaps his neck and it's his face like dead and I was like fuck you I don't want to see that you kidding me of all the fucking anyway go on Mike that's alright I'm just saying Uh, just to um, do a uh, retraction from last week um, there there was a Loki death in in the previous episode where they go through all the variants that they've killed of Loki. So, there you go. Yeah, you mentioned that last week. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I mentioned it after the fact. In in the chat. Because because oh, you were going I, at, because oh. you were going after me as like there wasn't a, there wasn't a death in in Loki oh, previous one. Okay, I remembered wrong. Yeah. I, I remembered wrong. Okay. And I, I didn't realize that was off air. Yeah. And then I made the excuse as like, "No, they went through all the variants that they've killed." So, and then this. So technically, and then this episode happened, and there wasn't a Loki death. (laughs) Debunked. Yeah, you know, can't have everything. Theory debunked. Well, you could say um, the reason why Sylvie doesn't use the term Loki. It's sort of like a. uh, I don't want to get this wrong, but I think it. I think it's like a name death, like the sort of, um, like. Like um, like in the trans community, when you when you transition, you don't use the name that you have, and that's like a, a name death sort yeah. of thing. So you could say that. Yeah, it's a dead name. Yeah, yeah. You, you could say that's a Loki death. <laughs> so there's a Loki death in this episode okay. too. Mm. Okay, all right. He's figured it there out. There you go. Pride <laughs> month. There you go. There's a Loki death in Pride every episode. Month, I'm I'm right so far. <laughs> Three more to go. <laughs> three more to go. All right. Speaking of three more to go, I think that might do it for our chat. Unless there's anything else people want to touch on before we wrap up. Nah, I'm all good. I think we touched it all. Just want to find out what happened. We just to them yeah, in the next that episode. was that was one hell of an abrupt ending. My God, no idea how they're going to get out of it. I think the leading theory for me has to be that Loki faked the. The destruction of the tempad and it's actually fine and so and sylvie um, will punch punch him in the face yep. you yeah, get that from me that the whole time uh, <laughs> yeah she's gonna be pissed if that's the case yeah. or or you know she's been fooling him the whole time and none of it actually happened but i don't think so and i'd be really pissed off if they made it so you know, Loki's coming out technically didn't happen because it was all in his head. 
<laughs> I would be that, very yeah. angry. Like the door is open for that I one, but I do not want that to happen. No. Otherwise, what's the point no, of this not, episode? Let's not go back the episode this. that I do not like. <laughs> you do not like as much as the others. It just didn't flow well for me. But who knows? You probably you yeah, probably need that sort right. of lull um, after uh, because of what's coming up. Maybe maybe f- uh, four, five, and six are going to be gung ho for it. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they've for them to slow down in episode three and they've got three episodes to go. There's there's going to be a hell of a lot of content mm. uh, and story coming in the next couple of weeks. So it's going to be full on, I think. I think that I don't think. Hopefully, I don't think they're going to be any more slow moments. I don't think so. Maybe um, at the start of the we'll next see. one because they're all lamenting. It's like, oh, we're all going to die. Well, not really, and and so on. Yeah, that's what there. I reckon. Yeah. Cool. Yep. All right. We'll find out next week mm-hmm. if we were right when we talk about episode four. Yeah. I'm always uh, right. But until then, um, <laughs> until then. <laughs> I hear. I, I hope you enjoyed. I hear. I hear of. Uh, I hear of doubt in that. In that hum. <laughs> you doubt me a little bit. Um, <laughs> I hope. We hope you all enjoyed our, our Loki uh, discussion on episode three. Lamentous. Thanks for listening. It's been fun. Um, that wraps up. Yeah, I loved it. That wraps up popcorn culture for this week. Uh, which means uh, before we finish the show proper, uh, it's time to plug some stuff. Yeah. Um, starting starting with me, of course, I've got my Loki uh, non-scripted ramblings video that I really need to figure out a way to not make them as long as they are because <laughs> this one went for basically the same runtime as the episode. Wow. <laughs> with credits. Wow. Yeah, I fucked up. Um, <laughs> I was just very passionate. You should have just done a watch-along. I Yeah, I, sh- I, sh- I should just do a live watch-along or something. I don't know. But, like, I'll probably not because I want to actually be able to take it in all the first time without having to worry about, you know, an audience watching me mm-hmm. do it. This is different to trailer reaction. Um, but yeah, I know. I was too busy crying over him being bi, so I just, you know, it took 40 minutes to get that out. Um, What's but, wrong? So if you feel free. Did, didn't <laughs> you want him to be bi? What? Is that why you cry? No, it's never mind. Oh my God. I'm just Michael. joking. Happy tears. Thank you. Happy, happy tears, tears. Happy tears. tears. Happy Very tears. happy tears. Happy tears, happy tears, happy tears. Um, so please go check that out if you're interested uh, in some more thoughts from me on Loki. Um, and then there is, of course, my reaction video for the latest trailer for Shang-Chi, which went up last night. Um, so give that a whirl. That is not that long. It's only five minutes, so it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, but that was a lot of fun to film. So um, I do love my reaction videos. Um, Fulia, what's coming on your side of the fridge? So this week we will be having a new episode of the monthly at Winter Freds. Yeah, we will. That will be out this week on Wednesday. So keep an eye out for that. Mm-hmm. Um, we do another convincing game. Yeah, we're doing the convincing game again. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Very excited. Uh, and you will find out the results on Wednesday when, when you the episode to goes it. up. Yes. yes. Um, and another thing I will mention in terms of podcasting, the Fred or watch a podcast will be coming out this week as well. Yes. Um, and that is with Wayne and Philip and they 
are reviewing the short in a heartbeat. Yes. Yes. Which is a really, really adorable film and they're doing it for Pride Month. Um, I watched it when it first came out a few years ago and it's, yeah, it's really good. I really liked it. I really nice. enjoyed it. I need to watch it. Yes, definitely go and watch in a heartbeat and then go listen to Fred Watch when it's released. Yes, yes, the Pride Month, annual Pride Month special for Fred Watch. Go check it out, people. Michael, yeah. I believe you have something you'd like to plug Yes, as well. I do. That makes a change. I have a video to plug, which I did uh, uh, last week when this comes out. So there'll be a new video as well when when this comes out as well. So Yay. there'll be two. Uh, I'll be uh, I'll be doing a little ramble videos and uh, a review videos of uh, the new Rick and Morty. Uh, the first one is already up, and I didn't know how to uh, record it, so I just I just did a a, a live video uh, on the Fred the Alien. Um, youtube page and the second one in the future will be up there as well when when uh when i do it as well so there will be two videos uh one retroactively because it's has been done yet because rick and morty is not out yet uh and by the time you're hearing this it will be two videos so there you go it will be rick and morty's yes two rick and morty's the first one Great, great, um, great episode to start off the season. And the second one, it's it's cool. I'm guessing. So, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> or or it's a huge letdown, and the and the whole world's finished, and uh, so I don't watch it anymore. It could be either way. <laughs> it could go either yeah. way. We don't. The know. polar opposite. It's, it's really great, or it's it's terrible and kill it with fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not. Cool. Nice. nice. All right. Awesome. Mm. Lots of content. Mm-hmm. Lots of things to keep an eye out for people. So subscribe appropriately. Yes. And we would love you if you did that. Um, but until next week, I think it's time to do our attempt at timing the wrap up on this. Are we ready? A one, a two. A three. And, and that's that was a was podcast, a podcast called, called Fred. Fred. Yeah. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest Fred content. If you'd like to listen to Fred the Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. If you like to watch Fred the Alien, you can head over to youtube.com forward slash Fred the Alien Productions. Do it, people. I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Julia Cantarmacher. And I shot the timekeepers, but I did not shoot the Minuteman. Michael Easton. (laughs) (laughs) And And you you just just experienced a a podcast called Fred. Yay! Freddy lives. Loki dies. Remember to eat beef. Episode 171. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yes. Happy Pride Month for the rest of the Happy month. Pride Month. Happy Pride Month. Yes. Stay safe. Stay safe. Get your vac- vac- vaccines. 
get your Vax on. Yes. yes. If you can, please. So we can do things and not have stay-at-home orders. Yeah, not lockdowns. No. Not lockdowns. No lockdowns. <laughs> Only Labour does lockdowns. And... and... See...